0: with mental illness Ooh, it was it did a really poor job I think
1: that's yeah. mm-hmm.
2: ahead. yeah no something that I was wondering about going in was the kind of like truth to reality depiction of it because as someone who was a woman who was hospitalized when I was a teenager I was constantly like is this gonna be at all close to what that experience was like and some things there that was true, but for the most part, and I wasn't in there for like a year, um, but yeah, there were just so many problems with how the women were depicted for me and also with the main character, because I kind of went back and forth because the film, as it makes abundantly clear, is set in the 60s yeah, and right. it's about <clears throat> the 1960s. Um, so part of it is like these illnesses aren't really understood, but at the same time, like I just had a hard time really connecting with the state, like the mental state of any of yeah. the characters. Like it felt very mm-hmm. put on. And like when a Ryder's character, for example, kind of makes these references in the therapy sessions to um, kind of um, visual hallucinations of like, she doesn't have bones in her wrist or she doesn't have a sense of time flowing linearly. And those are kind of thrown out to, like, make her seem like, oh, she is, like, quote-unquote crazy enough to be here. But it's not really followed through in any point in the film other than in those therapy sessions. And, like, there were kind of some directorial, like, um, gestures at time not being, like, super linear. Mm-hmm. But we didn't really see that affect her character in any meaningful way other than, like, mm-hmm. making her seem like a crazy girl. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And also, I just, like, I believe really, like... Um just, like, throughout my own, like, personal experiences with mental illness and, in general, just, like, watching a lot of movies that are kind of, like, have women with mental illnesses or, like, knowing actresses that are, like, famous for having mental illnesses and stuff. I'm just kind of, like, really over the whole, like, crazy girl trope. And I think this film really, like, heavily leaned on that because you had, like, the most, like, stereotypical, like, crazy girl, like... Stereotype, where she literally like has no personality except she sucks, yeah, she's and insane. she's just off the wall bonkers. Not all like the time.
1: insane, like I think like clinically insane, but I think she's more just like. Well, like, she technically is probably clinically insane, but she just she just does
0: wants us to hate her, even though like I definitely do, and yeah. I definitely don't understand. Like maybe I'm being like very really really harsh, but like she caused a character to commit suicide yeah. knowingly, like said these things to like another character to push her buttons, to in. push her buttons, knowing that it would result in her suicide and does not care at all. Is like, yeah, I knew that would happen. She was just waiting for an excuse. I just gave her the excuse, blah, blah, blah. And I just, I have a lot of problems like with that, like one in a person at all. Like, it's really hard for me to like come to terms with like that a person would do that. But then it seems like the film is like, yeah, she's like bad, but then everyone is like kind of okay with her. I, I don't. I struggle a lot with Angelina, Angelina Jolie's character, as like, in a sense of like ethics of like how are we thinking about this character at all? And um, in this, and the same thing with Winona Ryder's character. Like I like, uh, I like the performances of all the character of all the actresses, but I think that the like characters themselves, yeah, kind are of just, the development behind it. There's it's no development just... of any of the characters except like. Winona Ryder is borderline personality disorder. And I've seen like sev- like on several different like websites reading about this. So like it was a questionable diagnosis. I'm like, is, I don't think it is. That's, like, what, they,
1: that's what they say in the, the DMV. The DM like, just because like. <laughs> Questionably like, diagnosed.
0: Which like, I don't think, like, I think like in the films, like, yeah, no, like definitely like borderline personality disorder. Like having, knowing like a lot about that, like particular mental illness, it seems odd that everyone says like oh yeah no she definitely doesn't have borderline personality disorder I don't, I don't I don't know if that's like as strong as a claim as the film maybe tries to make it
1: yeah for me at least like I said you, you said you liked a lot of the performances of the film I mean I agree with that statement I think Angelina Jolie's character I think she acts her character very well it's just I don't think her character like you mentioned is just kind of crazy for the sake of being crazy and just kind of mm-hmm. that entertainment but I think she acts her character very well and I think that's you Once, once you see her on screen, you kind of wait on her words. Yeah, as she comes out, you're kind of like, "Ooh, I wonder what she's gonna say next." And you, you kind yeah. of, you kind of follow her character. Not almost follow her character, but you kind of wait for her character kind of to come back right. on screen because she kind of almost dominates the yeah. film a little bit. Um, I thought Whoopi Goldberg's character was a little.
0: It was weird.
1: It was weird because, like, weird. they, in the beginning, they, they <laughs> demonize her so much, but then she becomes like this savior at the end. I was like, that came out of I, left field, and I didn't was, like that.
2: It was just such a classic, like, black maid slash, like, servant protagonist mm-hmm. in just, like, such an uncomfortable way. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's there for Winona Ryder to, like, have this, like, racist diatribe against her. Yeah. And then she, like, is utterly forgiving and wants to help everyone heal. Yeah. Like, but do you think that yeah. was weird? Because
1: she's, they kind of, pin her out to be kind of this i don't want to say nurse ratchet because i I, while i was thinking about this this movie is it's the plot not the plot is similar but you know when you think of mental illness kind of mental hospital kind of movies i think of one floor i think they kind of want her to be like this nurse ratchet character where she's very mean she's very rude but she's not i I did a
0: feeling from the film i thought like throughout the whole film she was supposed to be the like uh air of like wisdom and truth and like in, in all these characters, like she's supposed to be just like utterly forgiving, utterly kind of like motherly and kind. And like, you know, she's harsh, but like not in like a like mean way. She's yeah. never she's never like has any like vitriol towards yeah. any of the people there. Even Lisa, who's like certified horrible to her. Yeah. Like she's just overwhelmingly kind and patient. And then yeah, which like makes the like that scene where Susanna is just like so awful to her yeah um and Whoopi Goldberg like this is this scene was really interesting because like Whoopi Goldberg her character is supposed to be like the heir of like truth and wisdom and then says that Susanna is just like a stuck-up privileged selfish like white girl who like doesn't deserve to be here
1: yeah she doesn't know what she She doesn't
0: know what she is and so like and at at one point at like on, on one level you're like yeah she's not like, Susanna as a character is not as, like, m- does not have as men- many mental issues as some of the women there. Yeah. But, like, it's, a woman with depression is still mentally ill. Like, a woman with by borderline personality disorder is still, like, mentally ill and isn't just, like, someone that is, like, stuck up and, like, lost in her own fantasy. Not And, like, not to say that that was, like, the overarching, like, thesis of the film. Because I, I, I don't think it is. It was just an uncomfortable, like... Thing for the person who's supposed to be the truth of this film to say that, and yeah, what would called? This was really—I'm like very scatterbrained about this film because I just saw it last night, very yeah. late, and yeah, I also had <coughs> a lot of coffee today. <laughs> I
1: don't know. I think it's all. I think it's a little all over the place, especially at the end. I thought yeah. the end was insanely rushed, mm-hmm. and. I don't know. I found, it, I, like I said, I found it very rushed and very convoluted. And they just kind of—they're like, "Oh boy, we're hitting that two-hour mark. We should end this film." I—I I, I didn't like that because, like I said, I was enjoying the film up to up to a certain point And then once um, Susanna's character, I think, is cleared to leave, and she's kind of—you see her kind of making some progress with the Vanessa Redgrave's character. It just kind of just time flies by. Like so fast, and it's just like right. okay, now things are going awry. Yeah, well, I
0: think I, th- I think the implication is that like once Susanna's character stops talking to um Lisa, Lisa with yeah. Angelina Jolie, is that like progress is like overwhelmingly swift, and then it's supposed to be like very clear that Lisa was the person that was holding Susanna yeah, holding back, back all along, yeah. mm-hmm. that she was like this toxic presence in Susanna's life that was like maybe like making life in the mental institution like more fun and like more like every day like let's just like mess around but ultimately like is not conducive to like overall growth and healing Mm
2: -hmm. well i think like lisa's character is presented as a coping mechanism and like an unhealthy one for susanna but like at the end of the day it's like a very problematic vision of recovery of like Mm -hmm. oh you just stop participating in this unhealthy coping mechanism and then you get better <laughs> and it's all going to be a happy montage and then you yeah. get to go and you get to be at least a better oh my- version of yourself. i hated the and montages was- in this movie oh, they like
0: so- they were so bad they like i like i have a very low tolerance for like montages in general like
1: which one are you talking about in specific
0: all of them all of the montages <laughs> in this movie were just horrible like just cheese level like ramped up like, weird... I don't even remember, like, the music. I remember, like, thinking it was kind of weird music. And then you just see everyone's, like, face, like, go by. And, like, what depending on the mood of the montage, they were either smiling or, like, crying. And then they were just doing, like, random, like, actions. So, like, oh, we're playing darts and we're laughing. And now we're, like, singing and we're laughing. And now we're painting and we're talking about healing. Which is, like, coming back to, like, once you get rid of the, like, toxic thing and you get better. It was so... <laughs> Almost like laughably, like I don't know, misguided to say like to like in the film when, like the first scene after Lisa, it has like, exited and Susanna is back at the mental t- institution without Lisa, and she's like painting and she's like I could express myself. I'm like this sounds like an ad for this mental institution. <laughs> like I can express myself through painting and now I'm not depressed anymore. Yeah, it's
1: like a drug ad almost. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? You made up a point about. Um, Lisa being her coping mechanism. I thought it was an interesting one because do you think she's really like, did, did you did you think she was a bad influence on Winona Ryder's character? Do you think she was utterly bad or do you think there was, she was bringing some kind of, not, I don't wanna say life, but she's bringing some, some clarity out of Winona Ryder's character. Because in the beginning she's very, she's kind of like, we talked about Cameron Poe, she's very, I don't know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And then as, as when you see her with Lisa, she's very, she's a little more adventurous. Yeah. So she's in, she's are seeing a little more of her personality. I don't know if that's a bad thing or if that's a good thing.
0: I don't know. I was, I was thinking a lot about Cameron Post when watching this. Yeah. Um, it's very similar, you know. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're like similar of like woman goes to like this institution that she doesn't want to be at. That yeah. Has to be there. And
1: I think they almost like stole a line. I think I wrote it down. It was like, I don't think you know what you're doing here. I think yeah. that was literally a line. That was a line in <laughs> girl interrupted. I'm pretty sure I heard that in. <laughs> Yeah, they're like
0: they're similar themes, but I think I don't think it's like either one or the other with like Lisa being good or bad for Susanna because like on one end you're like I don't know like yeah, she like made Susanna like come out of her like Mm -hmm. proverbial shell but also like kind of causes Susanna to subscribe to the idea that mental illness is like the truth and like you don't want to get better because when you're like the most mentally ill is when you have the most clarity in your mind mm-hmm. which is like something that like people who are mentally ill like believe and like when and like that's like a something that like people who are depressed or like have other mental illnesses tell themselves so that they like can justify like their behaviors because like I don't it's like this weird like very specific point of view that people who are like severely mentally ill have but so then like that's very toxic to be around if you're like not that point but you have someone around you that's like i'm free like and like Susanna literally says that no not Susanna. lisa literally says like at the end she's like i'm free and you're gonna be trapped and you're gonna go like on your boring life yeah you know whatever which is very much like a line of thought that like mentally ill people have speaking like (laughs) from experience i just i don't know i don't think it was like i think this film had a lot of ideas that it just like put in and then, like, walked away and didn't really, like, develop at all. Mm -hmm. Because, like, that's an interesting thing to talk about, like, that line of thought in mentally ill people and, like, how it can develop and how it, like, hinders healing and progress. But if you're just going to put it in there and not do anything with it, then, like, it's just lame and boring. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, I felt similarly about it being muddled. And it seemed like there were a lot of sort of ideas where the film kind of took one stance and then, like, reversed it. And then you're kind of, like, okay like with lisa being like i'm speaking the truth and then Mm -hmm. at the end you know especially with when they're like trying to speak the truth to her and then it's like okay so we've kind of rejected that idea but where does that leave us right like and like should
0: you like say the things that like press people's buttons like because Mm -hmm. like that's what lisa's whole thing is like i'll like press people's buttons which means that she will tell people things Yeah, she's like
1: brutally honest
0: yeah Mm -hmm. like brutally honest, but, like, not even just, like, saying things that you don't necessarily know are true, but you know will, like, get a reaction and make people do horrible things to themselves. And at first, you're like, no, that's a bad thing. You shouldn't do that. But then Susanna does that to Lisa, and it's, like, a catalyst for, like, Lisa realizing something, and you're like, no. Because remember the last time that someone pushed something, someone's buttons? Like, someone died? (laughs) Like, they killed, like, they killed them, like, yeah, I, like, agree with Alex. It's just... Lots of reversals and like s- selective, like like there's like a lot of like selection and like pushing like this is okay in this situation, but not in that situation when I don't think that distinction actually exists in real life.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah, and I think the film overall is really concerned with truth and who is speaking truth and how to access truth. And like I think part of the discussion about Winona's like diagnosis is like, is that her truth? Like, is that the real truth of like what she is? But I don't think that f- this film really interrogates like whether we should be brutally honest with each other, right. like whether that truth is valuable or not. Because I don't think that Lisa's character is ever really condemned for that. No, despite no. like the she's whole, only condemned for you know.
1: leaving the the institution. I think.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, which and is mostly...
1: interesting because she has a lot of like you said she pushes a lot of people's buttons, especially with um, Daisy. Yeah, that, like, that's she's like the, the one, big one. Yeah, she's the one who, <laughs> and she does it with a lot with. Um, and honestly, when, when you think about the end of the the, the movie, um, where you know sh- they take, or I believe it was her roommate Georgina took. Um, Susanna's, Susanna's like, di- diary, or, or was, it, was it was it was um, it, Angelina Jolie's character. I, 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 don't, I don't know who took it. Yeah, like, but, but like even really even if five. it was um, Angelina Jolie's character taking the diary from Susanna. Maybe that's like her own act. She, maybe she's not. Is that like her? I think she's pushing buttons there too. She's oh, pushing buttons that aren't, that are, that probably should stay Elevated. underneath, the, underneath <laughs> the, the surface. You know, I mean, that's her personal diary. I mean, I know she's saying some, some rude things, but I think in that case, she's pushing buttons out of spite of um, Susanna, yeah. not, not the other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or maybe yeah. she is pushing the buttons of other people. Maybe she wanted to. She wanted to use Susanna's diary as a catalyst to push the other Georgina I, I think, and Polly's I think, I think
0: she's trying to get back at Susanna for yeah. Susanna, a be, like, leaving. Abandoning her. Like, leaving. the Like, inst- like one, leaving her and, like, not leaving going her. to Florida. Yeah. And then also, like, getting better and leaving the institution. Yeah. Like, I think it's, like, retribution for all of those things. Um, yeah, it's a weird film. Also, I, like, nothing can describe the, like, the severity of the eye roll I had at the very, very beginning of the film. When like you're not really sure what's going on yet and you just hear Winona Ryder like on voiceover and she just says, but maybe I'm just a girl interrupted and makes like eye contact with the camera and I am like, like, oh my
1: God. Which was interesting because I did- I can't
0: believe that they just did this.
1: (laughs) Because I thought they were going to make a callback to that. They were going to make, not a a callback, but basically they were going to bring that up at the end of the film, which they kind of didn't. They kind of, I think it ended kind of abruptly when they're in the basement, doesn't it? I believe.
0: It doesn't really like,
1: I, I don't remember her like bringing like a syringe down to the basement,
0: and that's like always... and
1: that's like what was what was in her hand in the beginning. I yeah. feel like I did not see a syringe at the like the last scene of the movie, not the last scene, but like when they're all. Which in the she
0: because she, she's about to stab herself, and um, Georgina's like Lisa, don't. She's like literally about to like stab herself with the syringe.
1: Maybe I just blinked out of that part.
2: Oh, um, yeah, there was a very dramatic thing with the syringe that came out of nowhere. And that yeah, was, that yeah, and was also like
0: nothing. Level. Like I don't, I have no idea what was in that syringe.
1: I think it's probably like a sedative, like what they give the, like what they give the it's, patients when like they're but, acting out. Like when Lisa, Lisa first hates back.
0: it though. Like that's the whole reason why she like left in the, like with Susanna, the first page. like they gave me more shots and then they leave. So like that, those was the other thing. I'm like, I want to know what's in the servant. I, I feel our, like that, like that <laughs> moment would be a lot more dramatic. i like, is this just going to like, is this a sedative? Is this heroin? Yeah. Is this like something that is going to kill her? Like yeah. that I that our, is think, information that is valuable to me as a viewer yeah. in that moment.
1: I was gonna say I think our confusion while we're talking about this speaks volumes to the direction and the and the the way the film is going towards the end. We're right. just like, what is, happening? what is happening? When did they get in the basement?
0: Yeah. Um, Beautiful cat though. Beautiful cats in both the films that we're talking about. That's true, <laughs> yes.
1: Um I don't think that I, I I like that you mentioned that um we're in the sixties because I thought that was very funny. Like the first like fifteen minutes of the film, they're like I forget what they said. Oh yeah, she has like an R, they, they, her parents have an RFK like a lawn thing yeah. and they're in their yard and they're like, John Lennon and they say groovy and like the i fir- I'm like, wow, okay. we're in the 60s. Okay. Confes- but all the characters Conf- are dressed like they're in the 90s. Right, okay,
0: confession <laughs> time. I did not realize that this was set in the 60s for like a embarrassingly amount, because, long amount of time because in one of the first scenes Winona Ryder walks into a dinner party wearing a flannel and jeans yeah, I gonna and I say. was like, 90s. It's via. this is the 1990s, it's, and then like it wasn't in like, and then they started talking about Vietnam, and I was like, what is?
1: Yeah, like, especially like Winona, Ry- Winona Ryder's character and Angelina Jolie's character are very like, like emblematic designed. of the 90s. So, yeah, yeah, that's what I was very confused too. I'm like, this production design is. Kinda of bad. 90, yeah. Yeah. In the and very nineties.
2: There were all these like shoehorned like small references like, oh, the draft in <laughs> Vietnam. What and is then, your birthday? Jared you Leto's get- weird
0: character that is like the not only character that is important. like completely always dressed like he's in nineteen sixty eight. Like every other jeans. character you could not tell. Like it was just like an every era outfit. Yeah. But Jared Leto's character literally was like a Halloween costume <laughs> that you would buy of nineteen sixty eight.
1: Yeah. yeah. I don't know. There, I, I did like the beginning of the film. I like the editing in the beginning of the film where it's very non-linear. I like the way they shot yeah. the beginning mm-hmm. of the film yeah. with, with I the, thought like
0: the in general, like the way that the information is revealed about Winona Ryder's character was really interesting. Yeah. And I wish more had been done. Yeah, I was gonna say they kind that. of stopped it
1: like yeah. halfway through the film where they stopped doing this kind of interesting where they, they kind of close up on her face and then they cut to a different time, which I thought I which I thought I really liked. Yeah. Um and they just were like, Nope, we're done. We're yeah. doing this. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. For me, <laughs> I'll give my maybe like a yay or nay on the film. There are some problems with it, but I think it's it's a it's a good watch if you if you want to if you're interested in like the whole mental institution kind of the seeing what goes on there. Even though it's probably not, I mean the book is based off a true story, I believe. Correct?
2: Yeah, it's based on a memoir.
1: Yeah, a memoir. So I mean, if if this actually happened, I mean, if I don't know if it's a little if it's fabricated a little bit, um, if you're interested in that, I think you should go check it out. Um, I do believe Angelina Jolie's performance is is very good in the film um i'd watch it for her um performance but i mean like i said there i think there are a lot of problems especially in the second half of the film where you kind of leave, you kind of end up if you if you see it in the theater if you see it at home you, you kind of end up wondering you're like what is, what just happened i was like what, what's going on and yeah. you're like that was ab- abrupt and half baked so mm-hmm. that that's my two cents on the film so I mean, molly yeah. what do you think
0: i really hated i like I've, i said this i really hate despise this film. This? despise this film like and I, I was talking to my roommate afterwards, and like, I think she, she really loved it, and I think she was surprised to hear that I hated it because I was like, crying in the theater and like, I wasn't crying because like, the film was that moving. I was like crying for like other reasons where like, this film is extremely like if you have ever suffered from like, any of the mental illnesses that they are dealt with very like, candidly in this film, I find this to be like, extremely triggering, and not in a way that's like helpful. It's just like here's like this horrific image that we're just going to like flash to you and it's not really going to be like dealt with in like a way that's like good or like well done, which is something I talked about last week about Cameron Post as like a film that like deals with those themes like in a way that I think is actually done really well in a way that's like not triggering that it's not just like in there for the sake of like shock value. And something that this film does, like the opposite of ve- veering like more on the, like, the like MFA like, sc- at, like scale. Like if we have like a scale, like here's MFA and then like here's Cameron Post. Like this film was way more towards MFA. Was just like let's put in like all these themes of like suicide, self harm, eating disorders, mental illness, and we're just gonna throw it at the audience and see what sticks emotionally. And it was not effective for me. It was just overwhelming and not a great experience.
2: Yeah, and that was something I struggled with as a viewer because at least from my experience, like in that setting, a big thing that you have to grapple with is that you're meeting all of these people and you kind of only know them through their mental illness. Like mm-hmm. that's and that's all you talk about often in that setting. And so how to tell a story about that experience that doesn't just reduce those characters to the mental illness. Yeah. And I don't think that this is a film that handled that well. Yeah. Well even
0: the character that you know the most about that's like you're with all the time, I think really just got boiled down to her mental illness, which was, like, Winona Ryder's character that I said before is just, like, a laundry list of Mm -hmm. the symptoms of borderline personality disorder. And, like, a way that I think the film doesn't even, like, shy away from, like, at all, I think. Because, like, she's, like, reading the, like, symptoms of borderline personality disorder, and she's like, that's so me. And then you're like, yeah. Like, because those are the only things we know about you, that, like, you're sad, you have lots of casual sex, and you like, are self-destructive, you're doing this, like, all of those things. And I think that for that, in that moment in the film, I was like, wow, I really don't know anything about this character except that she's borderline.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, that moment really spoke to like the like, weird line the film tried to kind of balance on of like, yes, she's crazy, but also she's kind of every girl. Yeah. Of like, she's yeah. not that crazy. And like, I think there's some line Angelina Jolie says at that moment of like, oh you're sad, you have casual sex, like you're disillusioned. Yeah. That's you're like everyone. that's everybody. Yeah. Like <laughs> it wasn't even distinctive enough to like really feel like you could connect to the specific right, character. Yeah. Because it just felt like it could be, oh, any disillusioned teenage girl yeah. in the sixties or the nineties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also <laughs> Or
1: at f- any time maybe, I yeah, don't know.
0: Yeah. This film kind of like reminded it feels like the um I know this was based on like a true story, but like I couldn't help but be reminded of the like the story of Gene Seaberg when I watched this because like when the haircut, it looks like a very very um, mm-hmm. like emblematic of Gene Seberg, and this a lot of the things that were going on I think were like similar and same time period same I don't know that's like kind of just out there as like I noticed this I don't know if it was on purpose or anything yeah. but mm-hmm. cool.
1: I think that's gonna wrap up our conversation on Girl Interrupted. Like I said, it's a 1999 film. Um, it played last week, um, yes, or yeah, yesterday. Night. Yeah, technically last week, um, last night at um, Bijou After Hours. So, and we'll talk about upcoming Bijou programming um, coming up at the end of the show. But right now, we're gonna take a little break um, and we'll be back soon.
2: Support for KRUI is brought to you in part by the Angler Theater. The Englert highlights the talents of local performers, artists, ensembles, and also hosts regional, national, and international touring performances. The Englert is located at 221 East Washington Street. For more information, call 319-688-2653 or visit www.englert.org.
1: All right, we are back with Bijou Banter here at um, K-R-U-I. Um, we just got done talking about Girl Interrupted, and now we're going to be talking about um, a film that was shown for our Bijou Horizons program last Tuesday, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, a film by Lily Amripour. I believe I'm pronouncing that somewhat correct, I think. Yeah. Um, this film, let's see, I'm not sure what it came out. 2014, it's a 2014 film, and here's the quick synopsis on it. Um, Strange things are afoot in Bad City. Iranian ghost. The Iranian ghost town, home to prostitutes, junkies, Pimps and other sordid souls as a place that wreaks death and hopelessness. Where a girl where a lonely vampire is stalking the town's most unsavory inhabitants. But when a boy meets a girl, an unusual love story begins to blossom. Blood red. I thought that was really funny to read that. Because I'm like, <laughs> yeah. well, this is like it's a very like Hollywood. Yeah. The title <laughs> description. But yes. Um 2014 film, A Girl Walks Home Alight. A Light. Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. I butchered that last week a bunch of times. But um, Let's start with you, Alex. This time, what do you think about the film? When's the last time you saw it? Did you see it at Horizons? Or
2: yeah, I saw it at Horizons. Um, this is my second time viewing it. The first time I saw it because I won a copy of it at a Bijou raffle.
1: Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Which 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 Bijou event? I go to so many. I have no. It was probably after. Was, hours. It was probably after, <laughs> after hours. Yeah. I was yeah. on yeah. a lot of DVDs. I think another, it was the pr- tr- I'm trip. gonna quick. I'm gonna oh, yeah. plug after hours for another quick reason why to come to after hours. They give away free movies. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think
2: it was The Transfiguration, and I liked this a lot more than The Transfiguration, (laughs) so that was a a plus-up. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed this film. Um, I was able, since it was my second time, to focus a lot more on kind of the direction and the sound and how the music is incorporated in the movie. Um, And I really enjoyed it, Um, and I was able to focus in on specific elements. I really loved the cat and how that was like a narrative device to kind of follow the plot of the film. I really appreciated that. Um, And I think, like, especially since a lot of the characters are presented as very morally gray or ambiguous, that was a good way for the audience to latch on to, like, we want the cat to live. (laughs) It's a (laughs) whole, like, pure thing to kind of fixate on.
0: Yeah. Um, I didn't like this film. I thought it was extremely dull to watch. Um, And speaking as someone who, like... uh, Likes a lot of very, very, very boring movies. <laughs> I uh, I repeatedly like kind of get really irritated with movies that are supposed to be like tension filled or like not they're not supposed to be boring. But yeah. for one reason or another, I'm just like I can't get into this.
1: Can I bring up a quick point? I loved how you brought the transfiguration because when you that's like our description we literally said about the transfiguration. Yeah. Where I was like, this movie's supposed to be really tense. But it's not.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, kind of what I felt about this movie. I was, like, I get the feeling that this is supposed to be, like, a very tense film. I'm just not feeling it. Because, yeah. like, I don't... We're not with the, like... Uh, what's his name? Like, Asha? Ar- like, Arash. Arash, yeah.
1: They kept calling him a rash.
0: <laughs> Arash. Like, I feel like I, I need to be... I would not have to be more invested in, like, his... Him as, like, a character. Or, like, his well-being for me for like it to actually be tension filled but because i did not really like care about any of the characters in this film like the like the girl the titular girl
1: who, who i believe does not have a name she does not
0: she, the girl the vampire she, i was like you could kill anyone in this movie and i wouldn't care <laughs> yeah, like right? i don't like and even like her i was like i don't even really like care about her like the girl as a character because she's kind of like just like I kind of I don't know I was like going into this thinking that she was gonna be like this like that she was supposed to be a voice of justice and like getting and like at yeah. first I thought it was gonna be like that because she like kills the like yeah I don't like, know if he's horrific like, a, like drug if dealer if he and, like is a pimp or a a drug yeah. dealer or something mm-hmm. but then she goes after like the kid who like doesn't do anything <laughs> he's just like walking in the alley with his he's just homeless he's, yeah and mm-hmm. she like is at first I'm like is she really gonna kill him like. A boy. And, like, I'm, like, I not to say I can't get behind just, like, a monster flick of who, like, she just indiscriminately, like, kills people. But I didn't really get the feeling that we're supposed to yeah. think that she's just, like, a vamp, like, a normal, like, vampire who's just, like, I'm hungry. Time to go, like, eat something. Because she doesn't kill the kid. She just yells at him. Yeah, she's, like. And then runs away. You
1: better be a good boy now.
0: I don't know. It was yeah. it was kind of strange. It didn't, not really my, my cup of tea.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, there, this one, maybe, maybe Alex, you've seen it your second time. Maybe this mm-hmm. film does need a second viewing because the first time I watched it, I was like, I, I, I agree, with Molly. I was. It reminded me where there's so much tension. Maybe that's just our kind of like Western idea of tension, where there needs to be like strings, da, 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 and then like there needs to be like some sort of payoff. Um, but I don't know. I was just like. Yeah, I think Molly makes up a good point. Where I don't care who she kills. I mean, I'm glad she killed the first guy because that guy was a complete scumbag. So, right, yeah. Um, this tattoo that said "sex" across his that was so butt. funny.
0: I was that was so funny. I like couldn't like. Oh god, I hope this character stays in the whole movie just because I want to keep staring at a guy that has, just has sex tattoos. <laughs> I was on just his trying throat. to. Yeah, I was
1: trying to just like <laughs> decipher all of his tattoos on his face, and like that's weird because like, is he the most interesting character in this film? The guy who dies 15 minutes in.
0: I think he's the character that has, like, the most, like, discernible, like, traits. And, like, okay, he's all bad. He's, like, yeah. an all bad character. Yeah. Like, the only one. Like, every other character, you're, like, eh. Maybe Except for some... the kid. He's yeah. he's fine. <laughs> he's fine. And the cat, who I, I agree with Alex, really, really funny. Also can't figure out why the cat was ever there in the first place. Because in, like, the first... The, first the very first scene is him just, like, walking it? and, like, taking it. And, like,
1: mm-hmm. He, like, goes in, like, some
0: like a back construction yard and yeah and like just grabs, grabs cat. the cat it's like a huge cat too it's so fat. <laughs> it's, glor- it's a yeah, glorious fat cat
1: and actually the first time when when she, when the the vampire kills the first guy i laughed i don't know i, I laughed because really? she's laugh. like because he's like sucking he's she's like sucking his finger mm-hmm. and he's like into it even after he sees she has like fangs mm-hmm. yeah. i'm like dude that's that's a that's a red flag right there I'm mm-hmm. like yeah. and I don't know. I, I thought this was really funny for some reason
2: No, mm-hmm. it felt like the classic kind of like psych out of like, oh, oh you want me to do this? Oh, yeah. I'll do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bite your finger off. Yeah. I don't
1: know. I think there's some redeeming qualities I really like the I really like the music of the film I know Jess played it on one of our Bijou banter mixtape episodes and I wish she, mm-hmm. she was here to talk about it because I think she, I Want to say with like 85% certainty she really likes this film and I'd be interested because mm-hmm. because we kind of have a Two on one right here right now against Alex, where we're like, this is boring. And I was like, Great, I love this. And I think Jessica really likes it too. So yeah. um I, I thought
0: this I thought the music was a little bit overdone. I'm gonna be honest. There were like some scenes, like I, I like the soundtrack, but there were like some moments that I was like, the music does not need to be this loud and yeah. intense right now. Like nothing is happening. This is just like an in-between scene. Like this guy is just driving from like this house to home. Yeah the music does not need to be this, like, in my face. And so then it, w- it was almost, like, I kind of, like, found it, like, almost, like, comical because it was one of... I can't remember how the song goes, but it was, like, kind of, like, a ridiculously, like, trumpety, like, westerny kind of song as he's, like, just driving. And why is the music this loud? Why is it this in my face? Um, also, I was going to say, like, this movie has such, like, a particular cast of characters. Like, it's not, like, a movie where you have, like a bunch of people that are just coming in and out and you never see them again there's like a very particular like set of 10 people that you repeatedly see yeah and so then i wish that those repeated like characters in this bad city were like more explored so that i like was more into them like i was really interested in the prostitute like why um I don't, like, I was really interested in her, I was really interested in um, the main character's dad, I was really interested in this kid, and I just felt like I was just left, like, wanting more of these characters, but I was just underwhelmed by, like, their, they weren't really used to, like, their full potential, and I think it would have been, like, a lot more tense had it been, had they been, like, more emphasized.
1: Yeah, maybe that's because we don't get a lot of background in these characters it's kind of just like all right the movie's starting now and then here are some events like you yeah. don't get a like in you know in, in girl interrupted i know this is these movies are kind of completely different but at least in that movie we get some background on these characters where we can kind of maybe sympathize or maybe not sympathize with them but with this movie, you don't you get like none you're like the main the arash's dad you know he was married at one point but now he has some sort of heroin addiction like that's kind of a little backstory but Besides that, you really get nothing from these characters, mm-hmm. which I think is interest- I think, interestingly bad.
0: Yeah, I think this I think this movie is really interesting because it's in black and white, yeah. which I want to talk about. Well, let's any talk about thoughts? it, unless you
1: have any-, any, any thoughts on characters, Alex.
2: Yeah, well, I'm just interested because um, what you guys are talking about is something I really felt about Cameron Post, of like, we yeah. know very little about these characters, and then the movie's over. Um, and that's why you
1: liked or disliked Cameron Post?
2: Was not the biggest fan of Cameron Post. Um, was this film? I don't know. Maybe I'm giving it too much credit, but I was really interested in how um, characters seem to emerge like from nowhere. Like the, I think the very first shot is. Um, the male Arash, yeah, Arash um, going into this place and we don't know what it is and we can't see inside it. And he goes in and he pulls out a cat and we have no idea why. We have no idea where he is or where this cat's coming from. And he, that's just of, cat. he just wanted a cat. How did he know the cat was there? Like, we well, no maybe it is idea. his cat, you know? Like, maybe I don't it's his cat. Yeah, I, I didn't believe that it was his cat. Yeah, I, I think mean, everyone I think seems he stole startled it. that he has it all of a sudden. But um, that was kind of the tone that i kind of bought into for the rest of it was that characters are going to come in there's a vampire we have no idea how she's a vampire or why or if there's any other vampires in this world um but it's just kind of this revolving cast none of whom we really know about and it i was kind of interested in how one character is a vampire and yet she doesn't seem more or less like enigmatic than the other characters but mm-hmm. i can see how that could be frustrating if you want to know more
1: yeah And you said you saw this on tuesday at horizons right yeah what do you think the... I kind of want Because, I mean, we're kind of limited to three people talking about it. Did you, like... Were there any kind of interesting audience reactions or kind of mumblings you heard after the show about it or anything? Or,
2: Not that I noticed. I'm trying to remember. I think I...
1: Any verbal gas when camera. she's eating someone's neck? <laughs>
2: um,
0: I Those, don't... They kind of come on pretty slow. Like, yeah. I don't think there's any attack that she does that's, like, a jump scare. Yeah. So, I don't... I. Yeah, I'd be interested in what an audience reaction is. Mostly because I'm interested in, like, films like this that are, like, horror movies, but are very slow and, like, can be very dull to watch, but it's, like, about a vampire. So, like, it's a horror film, but you're, like, I don't know. Like, I am interested in films that do that, that, like, work with those things.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there was too much audience reaction, Um, but I tend to not notice too much unless it's really strong like yeah. raw or
1: something yeah <laughs> Which, uh, boy don't okay. get me started on raw. <laughs> um, yeah Molly you brought up the point about how the f- the film is in black, like and black and white, white. Um, I don't know if it's very uh, it's just a, a, it sort of has a noir elements I wouldn't call it like a full-out noir film but oh it's, def- to, it's definitely not you, a noir yeah. film
0: mm-hmm. um, I think what I'm really interested in because like I think it's actually like pretty well done black and white versus like a lot of like when you see films that are in black and white made like after like black and white was the standard when it's Mm -hmm. like a digital film that they like made that they like put a filter on it. I think there's like a large tendency for it to be very like just bad. And you're like, this just should have been in color. It would have looked Mm -hmm. better. Um, Digital cameras are not meant to shoot in black and white. It's not going to look as good. And also like a lot of, um sets like a lot of dps and directors don't really know how to like dress a set like like do the production design for a black and white like after like end result so a lot of black and white films i see that are like modern black and white films are just overwhelmingly gray like that's just they are gray and that's it (laughs) where this one i thought was like actually like i was really interested in it because it has such a high contrast and like lots of low-key lighting where you don't have a lot of gray. It's either, like, very, very dark, very, very white, and, like, there's not really a lot of in-between. I thought that was really interesting. And it's more than, I think, more than noir. I think this is going, um, maybe pulling inspiration from, like, monster, like, ho- like monster flicks, um, monster movies of, like, the 40s, 50s. Um, just because it has none of, like, it has, like, maybe the visual look of noir has none of, like, the narrative elements of noir at all. Um... So yeah, that's just interesting. I like the black and white in this film a lot. I think the film is better for it, which is kind of rare yeah. when you talk about like modern films that are in black and white. You rarely, I feel like I rarely ever like you rarely ever see like this is. It's good that this was in black and white. It would have been wouldn't have been the same in color. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: I think um, why I think this works so well in black and white is because of this location and kind of this idea that they built around this this fictional location called Bad City. I feel like you couldn't have a city named Bad City in in color, you know? Because I yeah. feel like there'd be too much light and I think now that I'm thinking about it a little more, I, f- I feel like the black and white play is into kind of this disgusting, kind of very dark, right. very mm-hmm. monotone right. city where there's basically also, kind of nobody good.
0: And also, mm-hmm. the, like I think the film is playing with like an idea of like how to what extent are, do we like actually believe that any of this is real? It's like very, I think Good when you point. have like something called Bad City, like that's a ridiculous name. So it's like kind of like already you go into thinking like this is a fictional place already, like because you have a vampire, which is a fictional creature, and it's set in something called Bad City, which is kind of like maybe an equivalent to Gotham City.
1: Yeah, which and we don't know where the country is or where this is at. Roughly, I mean
0: you you you. Like maybe. it's like it's in Iran. Like yeah, you think it. it's in a, it's in Iran. I it's thought they Iranian shot this in film.
1: American. I shot that in American. I thought they shot this in America. Honestly, really. I think I I don't know. I want to do some research on it. it looks like like a Southwest city. I think like a very. I think like, it's just like, a desert because really? Iran
2: is a desert.
1: I, I'd be interested to see because I, <laughs> I don't know. There was, it was Iran. Yeah. yeah,
2: and I that's why I took the um frequent shots of the oil. <laughs> <I think> America, <laughs> we got a lot of oil here. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the, the, I, that was like a. The, I took that from a. Pers- specific perspective Mm -hmm. assuming that it was from iran but yeah
0: yeah so interesting use of black and white that i appreciated Mm -hmm.
1: good i'm doing a little oh it does it say oh yeah it does call it an iranian okay never mind we weren't talking about if it if it isn't the film was shot in in the town of Tath in kern county in southern california Hmm.
2: Hmm. interesting
1: got to do a research here, Kern folks.
2: County. Kern County is a wasteland. <laughs> is it really? Kern County is hell. Yeah. It's one of the worst places in north Let's
1: see. America. Is it like in like a, oh, it's like where um, Kern- Palm Springs is almost a little bit, right? Or is it a little, it's no, a little it's wa- north. No, it's rather north.
2: Um, if I'm thinking of the right Kern County, it's home to I mean, it Bakersfield, like which is a town known for having so many um, kind of factory farm cow, I don't know what the word is, um, just like hundreds and hundreds of cows that the town literally reeks. Of oh, like, gross it's
1: like iowa um, though kind of extremen? a little bit yeah.
2: yeah but like you literally are like oh we're yeah. driving through bakersfield because yep. you can just smell it you're right we're, yeah so it's badly. bakersfield and so it's hideous
1: yeah yeah so, bad their sleep. their pictures on their their wikipedia is just like a very small looking town some mountains and plane taking off and a bunch of oil rigs yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> a little uh little factoid there they're about kern county california so fun fact <clears throat> yeah yeah um so I think that, that that says a little. I uh, I don't know. This is like another tidbit I thought it was interesting about the film because it is an Iranian um, American produced film that I was like I saw I was like oh Elijah Wood I was like why what? what
0: wait he, Elijah Wood he's an oh, yeah. he's an
1: executive producer on this movie oh yeah. which interesting. is interesting yeah I'm, I know that
0: he he like is produces like a lot of um, like ho- horror films especially independent horror films that's kind of his mm-hmm. sh- his his, his like oh, yeah. shtick now yeah he did yeah. the Greasy Strangler right on yeah and I also know that there's like a f- like. Forgot the name of it, but there's like this film fest that's like specifically for like low budget.
1: Like be horror films.
0: Yeah. That like he like goes to every year. He like headlines and he's like, I love this horror I love this film fest. And everyone's like,
1: Well <laughs> Be sure man, your bananas listeners, you'll learn something new about Elijah Wood today, too, that I <laughs> yeah. didn't know. So um let's just do a quick little um kind of yay or nay on the film. Um I'll start with this one. With films that I'm kinda of indifferent about, I would I'm I mean, i kind of say it didn't hurt that I watched it. And I feel like it wouldn't hurt if you missed it. That's kind of what I think about films that I'm very indifferent on. So, I mean, it's you you? I don't, I don't think you're missing a lot if you don't see it. And if you see it, good for you. You're, I think you're gonna be a little more cultured walking on. You can say, hey, I saw an Iranian spaghetti Western vampire movie. So, Molly, let's hear your <laughs> opinion.
0: No, I'm not sure about all of those qualifying.
1: That's what it, it is- says on the DVD, man. <laughs> I love I I love the DVDs of these movies because someone called it this is what cinema is invented for. I'm like no,
0: <laughs> not, not not sold. But um, <laughs> I would say like you should see this film. I think it's um, formally interesting. Um, even if I didn't think it was the most exciting, it's I don't think it's a waste of your time to watch it. You can come out seeing that you've seen an Iranian film, which I don't know if a lot of people can say that. And you definitely should watch Iranian films because out of all the like. Every Iranian film I've ever seen, which is, granted, like, not that many, um, has been really, really great. And I think it's something that, like, us as, like, American viewers, like, we have maybe, like, a really, like, distorted image of, like, what Iranian films are going to be. And they're not at all.
1: Or even what Iran is, you know? Yeah,
0: right. And so, like, I think Iranian films are, like, a great way to kind of, like go against maybe the image that you're fed, that, that you're spoon-fed through, like, just living in America yeah. right now.
1: And there's a... a I, I'm, we'll get back to when you're talking about Iranian films, and we, we've we shown a lot of Iranian films in Bijou, mm-hmm. and one of the things they talk about, how it's, it's very kind of prohibited almost to film in Iran. And maybe that's why this film is, is shot in California, right. you know, maybe they don't, yeah. maybe the Iranian government well, yeah, does cause, not like, allow. Yeah,
0: because like Offside, which we showed last year was an Iranian film and the film director is actually like in prison yeah, he's right in now. Prison now. And the salesman is also an Iranian film. Yeah, and the director during... of that
1: I think was like, they were going for him.
0: Right, yeah. And like, I I think, another like, just one more thing before we move on to Alex, is that <laughs> with a lot of Iranian film, I think it's really, it would be like, a really eye opening for American audiences to watch because I think a lot of all of the Iranian films I've ever seen have way more interesting things to say about gender and feminism than a lot of American films I've seen.
2: Yeah.
0: So,
1: Alex, what's your two cents?
2: Yeah, I mean, I would say it's worth a watch. I think there's more going for it than going against it overall, and I definitely think it's not like your thriller horror. Um, <laughs> Uh, And it's not going to be super fast paced, um, but if you're willing to buy into it being a slower, kind of quieter, still horror film, um, I think it has a lot going for it. Um, And I think the attention to detail really made it stand out to me. Like, I felt like even if we don't know these characters incredibly well, they still feel very specific. And we feel like very grounded in this moment and in these characters and in this bad city, which is itself (laughs) like vague. And yet... Um, the images of it were very striking to me. So mm-hmm, definitely, the D- the DP
0: knew what he was doing. Yeah, for sure. Great. Uh, this just in: you can film in Iran, and the director of Offside was arrested in a protest. So,
1: but I, I, didn't we talk about how that the film were? I think Nate might have mentioned it. That
0: I just read a text from yeah. Nate. <laughs> well, I think did
1: he mention that when we were talking about offsides that some of it was actually shot illegally? I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah. Because like mm-hmm. women aren't allowed in the soccer stadium. Yeah. yeah.
1: which has actually now been, I think has been reversed. I don't know. I like soccer, so (laughs) I saw that. (laughs) Um, Uh,
0: Next week for Bijou Banter, we'll be doing Fire Walk With Me, which I'm very excited about. Um, That'll be Bijou After Hours, 11 p.m. free for students at Film Scene. That's going to be on September 22nd. September 22nd. It'll be great film. I'm very excited. Love that film. Also very tragic and horrifying. And (laughs) I will cry. So if you want to see me cry in public, (laughs) get to film scene.
1: And obviously based Twin Peaks Firewalk with Me, I think it's kind of like a continuation a little bit. It's a prequel of the original series. On Twin Peaks, the the classic series. Um, And I believe the other film we'll be talking about is probably be Grizzly Man, which is coming up for our film forum series that is going to be playing on September 18th at 6 p.m. down at film scene. All these films we'll be talking about, um, Twin Peaks Firewalk with Me and Grizzly Man are going to be down at film scene. Um, so yep, Grizzly Man, and all these, like I said, all these films, we probably mentioned this last week, but just to give you another um, heads up, all these films are going to be free for students, um, unfortunately if you're not a student, you have to pay regular admission price, So, but free for students, so Grizzly Man on Tuesday, Fire, Twin, Fight, Twin Peaks Firework with Me on Saturday, um, a couple other things about film scene coming up, um, The Wife just started on Friday, so that'll be playing for probably about two weeks. Cameron Post is not playing anymore, but Sorry to Bother You continues its run and Three Identical Strangers continues its run too. So um, catch that. I believe that will also be, it's in the mix that um, Three Identical Strangers will be our Bijou Thursday movie. Maybe it might change to The Wife or maybe it might change to Sorry to Bother You. We're kind of in a programming um, conversation there. So, but definitely go check out Bijou Thursdays. That is our um, program what it, it was gonna be five dollars for students on movies after eight on thursdays um i believe it's one dollar popcorn and a dollar off drinks so if you if you bring a friend and they have some sort of punch card where if you go i believe nine times you get the 10th movie free so that is bijou thursdays um listen up to bijou banter next week at 6 p.m we'll be talking discussing grizzly man and twin peaks fire walk with me that is all we have for today so we'll see you guys next week